0: on my good brother
1: hey man how's it going
0: finding you finding you man this is a long time in the making i'm yeah. glad to have you on like you said i follow your stream your instagram and uh what you're doing and i like what you're doing with chess thanks a lot yeah so let's get right into it if you're not new to this this is, my name is Derek wilder they call me d and this is the detroit chess killers uh podcast i'm on here with my i'm gonna call you big t
1: <laughs> you, you i like it mind?
0: yeah you like i don't it? mind at all yeah. yeah i'm gonna call you i'm gonna call you big t my homeboy big t from florida right yes sir yeah i'm in detroit it's cold down here how's the weather down there
1: oh man i can only imagine um you know the weather is nice here uh today is a rainy day but it's nice overall definitely oh. not cold
0: <laughs> okay so let's 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 get right to it as you both everybody know we're both chess players Yes. How did you get introduced to the game of chess?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So first of all, thank you very much for having me on here. Um, no problem. It's a pleasure. Um, so, yeah, my older sister, she had this magnetic uh, chess set and um, I happened to notice it one day in her room. And, you know, I, was, I saw like these characters on there. It was like a story of kings and queens. And then one day at school, all the kids pulled out these chess boards um oh. during lunchtime, and that was a thing at recess like it was just like you know put away your books and roll out the chess boards and you know rack them up um so yeah i i was wondering how to play but i just had to watch everyone and wasn't really sure what to do um so then eventually i rented some books from the library and um my aunt also had some prior knowledge, so she taught me a few moves. And yeah, the rest is kind of history from there.
0: OK, cool. So it seemed like a lot of people that I've had on here, when they get introduced to chess, is usually from a parent, a school father figure or I don't know, like up here in Detroit. Have you ever saw like the board, the Christmas board game pack that has like the chess checkers, uh, a yeah. combination board? So I see that's uh, a common thing that i'm hearing from a lot of uh, chess players so after like you said you got introduced with chess like a lot of chess players Mm -hmm. because i noticed with kids they'll pick up something and then they may stop doing it or they'll lose interest what made you want to continue you know what i'm saying to improve and gravitate with this game
1: yeah for sure um well first of all i think it was just different than any other game i'd seen before um, you know, it wasn't like Monopoly, it wasn't a game based on luck too. Um, like especially a board game because I, I feel like a lot of board games and card games are based on luck. Um, so it was something that, you know, I looked at as something that I could improve on and be, uh, potentially become good at. Um, okay, cool. And Yeah, also in third grade, my uh, teacher, she told my class and I a story about, you know, how The ponds are like farmers and they were summoned by the king to, you know, come and protect him. And yeah, that kind of story and intrigue along with the improvement is what kept me going.
0: Okay, cool. Now, for me and my situation, I learned chess in the fourth grade uh, through my uh, teacher named Miss Turner. And I didn't take it seriously, but up here in Detroit, I don't know how it is in Florida. Mm-hmm. So up in Detroit, we have something like uh, the Detroit Scholastics,
2: and that's where all the oh, schools nice. play
0: each other, right? And, yeah. Uh, if you come in the top three in your division—elementary, high school, middle school—you win a free trip to the nationals. Oh, so sick! That's what made me want to get on the chess team to win the free trip. Yeah. But I'm—I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a cuss when I say like I was so ass and horrible <laughs> that I would just go to the tournaments and lose like. I would try, but my friends was good. And I, I think I told this story before. What really motivated me is me and my friends went to a tournament and mm-hmm. all of them got a trophy except for me. And oh, uh, I was like, you know what, man, I I, I got to get, you know what I'm saying, good. I yeah. can't just be like the 12th man on the bench and all that other no, stuff. No,
1: not at all. You're not so, trying to be the most improved player of the year, you know? Yeah.
0: like, <laughs> So, le- leading to that, when did you realize that you were becoming a strong player and when did you notice hey man this is something i like and you know what i'm saying i'm going to continue to do this like when did like every i feel like everybody knows when they have that niche where they're becoming good at something
1: yeah yeah for sure um for me it kind of took me a second to realize what was going on with the game um you know at first i thought pawns could move sideways and i was completely confused uh but then eventually I started to learn the rules more, things started to settle in. Um, but yeah, I would say when I was like, well, in the beginning I thought I was good because I thought I could do basically any strategy. You know, One day I figured out scholars mate on my own actually. I, I was like, wait a second, what happens if you pull the bishop to c4, put the queen on f3, queen takes f7 is mate. And i thought that was the most brilliant idea of all time um but then i found out you know everyone knows that uh, mm-hmm. so, so yeah i would say when i started to become good was probably in 2014 at the us open mm-hmm. um so i entered the tournament as the lowest rated player um i was only rated like uh four actually i think i was 850. yeah i was mm-hmm. rated 850. um but yeah very low player um and I almost didn't even make it into round one because all the pairings have been set. But then this one guy who's a 1500 came in and he said he was looking for an opponent. So I got paired up with him and uh, yeah, we had like a four hour game and he seemed like a really hardcore chess player experienced. I was nervous. Uh, I thought 1500 was like grandmaster. Um, but yeah, eventually I got to a king and rook. Um, Checkmate position And I was able to beat him Um, So after that tournament I went up like 200 rating points And that's when I thought I was getting better
0: Awesome, awesome So let me ask you a question I ask a lot of chess players this question
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I believe when you play chess Your first milestone Is getting over a thousand, right? Yeah yeah. And then once you get over a thousand It's like you gotta learn chess again And then you hit a wall and then you get Mm -hmm. to 1400 and then that's where you get your first floor and then Mm -hmm. you got to learn chess again and then you get to 1800 and then that's, you know what I'm saying? Like you hit the plateaus. Do -hmm. you believe that? Um, I do.
1: Yeah. I I think generally, at least I do think that some players are just kind of able to shoot their way up there. But yeah, for most players, I think that you definitely do have to relearn chess, um, at different levels. Um, and that was one of the things that drew me in was the rating and i really liked how you could um, improve like that um so yeah you you know 1000 is like the basic goal and then maybe get past like 1200 and yeah work your way through the classes and the goal is of course to become at least an expert
0: if not higher right like for me i don't know if you like when i after i broke a thousand I used to play we used to play the stone wall so I think mm-hmm. bishop e3 rook f3 rook h3 queen h5 sack 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 mate <laughs> on h7 or the h5 and right. uh I took a lot of L's like that you know until you realize <laughs> you gotta you know what I'm saying and this mm-hmm. this may help a lot of players out because I feel like with a lot of beginner chess players they do what works for them you know what I'm saying like when they yeah. first start to play chess everybody's trying to scolomate everybody till you learn all right i'm protect the f7 square they do what works for them but you have some people who like for example i know you know you have some people that just be stuck at 14 1500 mm-hmm. for like the rest of their life and you just be looking like how you see what i'm saying no <laughs> yeah, i'm, I'm exactly. not i'm not trying to crack a joke like so what would be yeah. like I, I know somebody this is just this is a true story mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say his name this guy has spent probably over a quarter million dollars on books lessons software Programs, for its chess, base, whatever. He's mm-hmm. still thirteen hundred, right? Me, I don't even use half. I probably spent half that stuff, and I'm like nineteen, how nineteen hundreds. You know what I'm saying? I didn't pass. Yeah, was yeah. Like, what do you think about the players like that? Um. Yeah. I.
1: I think, you know, I was like a chess coach myself, or somewhat like semi-retired, uh sort of. Uh, I get a lot of questions all the time regardless about, you know, improvement. And I think the main problem that I see with players on why they don't improve is because they don't diversify their, uh, uh, their training regime. So what I mean by that is a lot of players will just play bullet chess, a lot of players will just play blitz chess, and they'll play a lot of games and they think, you know, let me just get this experience. Now, that's only a fraction of learning. You have to, I I think it was, um, I think it was Karpov. uh, He said that you have to lose 100 games to become a grandmaster. Right. And, you know, people are like, well, I'm overqualified then. (laughs) Because they've lost like thousands. But the thing is that they don't understand is you have to analyze every single one of those games. And every single mistake, thoroughly analyze it. Um, Bopinik was very famous, as well as Alakine, um, for teaching players on how to analyze. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, in today's fast paced world, people like to just get results. Um, but a lot of times they're not willing to put in the work.
0: Right now, the- I'm going to go off because you named the name Karpoff. And mm-hmm. uh, I've made posts to this in my group. I've said this on my podcast. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm a person that believes Fisher ducked Karpoff. And I believe the reason he didn't want to play Karpov because he knew he wasn't going to win. And he, in my opinion, knew he was going to be spastic. Give me your opinion yeah. on that. Yeah,
1: that's one of the great mysteries of the game. Um, yeah, Unfortunately, we'll never know the answer. Um, but I've always thought that Fisher... I have kept it as a possibility that he might have ducked Karpov. Um, but knowing him and knowing that he liked to, you know, kind of brag about how he could defeat anyone in the world, mm-hmm. it also kind of seems counterintuitive from that perspective. Um, I think really he just wanted his demands. Um, he was really adamant about that. Uh, and we saw that in the match with Spassky, even prior to that. Uh, He would drop out of tournaments and stuff just because he couldn't get the demands that he asked for. So I think that really just got to his head somehow. Mm -hmm. And uh,
0: yeah, then he kind of just lost it from there. I mean, you know, I had to throw that in because I've I've gotten hate mail and messages about that because I know America, you know, we Mm -hmm. Bobby Fisher, you know, die hard. So, yeah, speaking on American chess. And I'm going to go the next question, but speaking on American chess, you got Fabiano, you got Naka, you got Wesley. So mm-hmm. in your opinion, why haven't we, I mean, we've took the next step to become, I think, a league country for as chess, but far mm-hmm. as becoming getting another U.S. world champion, why we haven't took that step and developed, you see what I'm saying? A world yeah. champion player.
1: Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, the best players in the world, they have all the resources They know how to prepare, um, all of this stuff. Um, So I've always thought that the reason why we haven't been able to produce world champions since Fisher, actually, um, (coughs) was perhaps just because, well, I think a lot of countries struggle with this too. Um, There is a certain mentality, I think, that goes around at the top level where you kind of have to have certain results like you know they always say draw with black win with white and all this stuff um then with the opening theory you have to kind of you know follow the trends for some reason um yeah it's it's uh, you know it's kind of perplexing to me why um we have like the second best player in the world fabiano um you know he's made it there but if you check out the 2018 world championship you know, all those games were drawn, and then eventually uh, he just got uh, uh, crushed.
0: Okay, so le- let me stop you there. Yeah. Argue about that. All yeah. those games were a draw, right?
1: hmm And
0: my yep. friend told me, he said, really, if you look at it, I call him Fab. Fab didn't really lose the World Championship because all the games was drawn in the classical. He lost right. in the blitz portion. Mm-hmm. And he was making this argument like, that's kind of not fair to him because it's not like... Magnus won the world championship you know what I'm saying and the classical mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying for yeah. me yeah, yeah. you agree with that Um, not really because I think if you
1: look at any other sport there's so many facets uh, different fa- uh, facets to it um, so yeah like for example with basketball you know you have different quarters um, you have the first half right so right. like you can win in the first half, but that doesn't mean you're going to win in the second half either. You got to finish the entire thing. So I think, you know, a lot of these players, their mindset too see, doesn't really seem like it's there quite yet to be the world champion. You know, Magnus, he just has that killer instinct. He's, you know, boom, sits down. He's, he knows his opponent like the back of his hands. Now, you know, his opponents like Wesley and Um, Fabi and Hikaru and stuff they may know him as well but I think you know to be fair they kind of there's definitely something psychological there that's kind of holding them back I think
0: just just say he punks punks them out just say he punks them Mm -hmm. out you agree with that
1: oh yeah for sure (laughs) okay I think he. yeah I I think he punks a lot of people out pretty much anyone who sits (laughs) down across from him
0: right so let's let's have a little fun uh the next question i'm gonna ask you is what is the craziest thing or story you can tell me that happened at a chess tournament now if you want me to go first i can tell you because i've had thousands of crazy experiences at a chess tournament from being at the chicago (laughs) open where i saw uh, an international master get accused of cheating he got stripped naked to being uh to being at a tournament and seeing fights broken out i've experienced mm-hmm. some weird crazy stuff what wow. about you
1: yeah um i've definitely experienced some interesting things as well um not as crazy for sure um <laughs> but yeah one time i had a really cool experience um it was back in 2016 um grandmaster timor graev who is also the world blindfolded champion um, was looking for a place to stay here in Florida for one of the tournaments. Right. Um, so I reached out to him and yeah, um, he ended up spending the night at my house and, uh, I played some blitz with them and he taught me his blindfold tricks. Right. Um, so yeah, that was pretty crazy. We also, during the tournament, um, you know, he's really adamant about working out, keeping a good physical shape. Um, so we worked out there and, um. There was one night where we were in the pool slash a hot tub and he said okay let's play like 40 blindfold games just out of nowhere he's like okay let's play 40 blindfold games um, because he was preparing for his world record right uh, so i grabbed a piece of paper i wrote down um you know numbers one through 40 representing the boards and he would just say a move he'd yell out e4 and i would just reply e5 and mm. we did that all the way down to the 40 moves until we had done that for at least six moves for each of those
0: sports. Right. Um, so that was definitely one of the coolest experiences for me. So, so let me ask you a question because I had a truly a Shetty. I am a truly a Shetty. And he, he had a story about Timor too. I think Timor played him and was playing in another tournament or was doing a yoga class something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does he scream? <laughs> No, I'm saying, does he stream? Does he have a YouTube channel? Because I feel like, when it comes to chess personalities and you're screaming and all that other stuff, I believe mm-hmm. like he was a person that could really push chess to the forefront with his personality and his antics. Oh yeah, for sure. um Yeah, I've seen him on YouTube before,
1: but I haven't seen him on, on like a personal channel, just like Chess Twenty Four. Oh, but yeah, that was years ago now. So it'd be really cool if he started the channel on Twitch or
0: something. Okay, so let, let let's have some more fun. I know you're I know you're uh, familiar with Nathan Kelly and the National Blitz League, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now I played a cage match. I played in over the board city to city matches and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you had the online uh, the online um- the series matches. Mm-hmm. Would you would you like to participate in uh, they call them cage matches? Would you like to participate in one of those events?
1: I'm always down to rumble in the cage, man. <laughs> okay, so um,
0: we we having fun. Do you yeah. have any opponents in mind?
1: Uh, whoever is the strongest player.
0: Um, I'm always looking to play the strongest player. So, whoever you I mean, guys have. I mean, I'm not. I'm from Detroit, but I mean, I, I, I. I you know, I did that. Like you have Akash Beduri. He, I think he's seven and zero. I think he's undefeated. He's won every match he's played. Nice uh you got matthew stevens i think he only lost one to uh uh what's the im name Yakov. i mean oh, yeah, there's josh. yeah yeah he yeah i think he's only Yakov. josh Colas has played some matches corey acre mm-hmm. I, I mean is there anybody that you would want to play it could be over the board face to face online i mean speak your piece this is your platform
1: yeah, for sure. Um, well, first of all, I definitely want to get back to uh, over-the-board chess. You know, I yeah. haven't played since last February. Wow. Uh, so almost two years now. Um, I'm happy to say that I won all my games and I won the tournament. But, you know, it was just a small club tournament. And uh, my rating is only 2067. Whereas online, uh, recently on sites like Lee Chess, I've been able to uh, reach 2600 blitz. Damn. So there's definitely a big difference. <laughs> so I would like to, uh
0: you know, try to translate this those skills over. So so you're saying you're 20 because, you know, I don't know if you do the, I don't know if you're familiar with the format, but when they do it, they do, I think the 10, 5 minute and 11, 3 minutes. So you're saying you're 2,600 and blitz? Yeah, I'm 2,600 in blitz. And what are you in bullet?
1: so it depends on which site you ask when it comes to bullet <laughs> um, hey, go. but I don't really like to play bullet on Lee Chess because oh. you know the mouse I don't know I, I don't know if it's the same for you as well but for me when I'm playing on there and I'm doing bullet it just like I don't know you can't it's not like chess.com it's not smooth um, so it's only like almost 2400 it could be much better but yeah so,
0: th- them is them is them, is, hey, them some strong ratings, them some strong, strong ratings.
1: Thanks. I, I need to improve them at this point, but
0: thank you. <laughs> but see, it's it's see, this, this, but see, this what I'm, I was gonna throw some names out, but with you being 2600 and blitz, mm-hmm. it's hard to give you, you know what I'm saying, a matchup because that's damn near GM, yeah. <laughs> like, like I was gonna say, maybe you and Remy or uh maybe we got a guy named cam from detroit but you 26 mm-hmm. you 20 i mean how is you an expert twenty-six hundred? i i don't know I, you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> i've only Stop played in honest. like i've i've only played in like 2 free three-day tournaments um you know I, it's kind of like what fisher said after he won the world championship like i just feel like i haven't played a lot of chess even though i have been able to go to different tournaments across the country Mm-hmm. Um, especially with COVID now, I, it just feels like forever ago. So right. yeah, I've mainly been playing online, trying to, you know, balance the college life with, uh, you know, the blitz life.
0: Okay. So, so you, you, are your a college, you're a college dude, right?
1: Yeah. I'm a sophomore.
0: Oh, what college you in Miami asking?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah. I go to, uh, FGCU, which stands for, Florida, uh, Florida Gulf uh, Coast University.
0: Okay. 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 I'm a big sports fan. Is that like D what? Division what? I uh, It's Division 1 as far as I remember. Okay, 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 okay. College life, college life. So, what is the college life? Are you a chess hustler, by the way, before I go into the <laughs> next question? Uh. You
1: know, I would like to be. Uh, <laughs> over the pandemic, I've been inspired by, you know, the Botas sisters with their hustling videos mm-hmm. um, and, you know, Hikaru and also, I like to watch coffee house chess mm-hmm. with their hustlers, uh, even though the games are kind of sus. Um, so yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, not yeah. yet. Uh, yeah, because I'm be t- I'm gonna tell you about Naka. He came to Detroit and uh, filmed for his YouTube channel. And I, I'm and I'm not a person to ride somebody coattail, mm-hmm. but he gave everybody in the city of Detroit five to one national. I think the highest rated player we had there was uh twenty three hundred. He yeah, was name? James Canty. No, no. Uh, yeah, Canty. I think it was Canty, and then we had another one named uh, Mikey Bowerside. And oh, okay, I just say this, man. When you see that stuff in real life, it's it's something different. In my opinion, <laughs> I believe even though he won every game,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he, he lost one game. I still believe he was still on autopilot, and we didn't see the best of uh. Of Naka, I mean, I was oh, just, yeah. I was just amazed. But back towards you, I'm just saying, you 2600. Who can I see you playing? And the case? I mean, give me some names. Um, oh, okay, I got I, a question. Are you familiar with Corey Aker?
1: I am. Yeah, we've played before. I think only like twice or something. But
0: yeah, that, see that. that I, I know that, who he is. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna be a good match because y'all both Florida boys. Who? Yeah. <laughs> You, you gotta get You He's, gotta get you gotta give me some names man Cause it's rare Like I'm 20, 20 I fluctuate between 22, 2300 Only chess Nice You That's is soft. 2000 But you 2600 It's just It's different Yeah pe-
1: uh, People come into my stream And they're like Wait a second Aren't you a little sus there With you know Those Those two ratings
0: <laughs> uh, I got I, I got See this see, I would I, okay. Like, I'm a, I'm a. Do you know a cash, a cash, a cash uh, money?
1: Um, yeah, I I know of him.
0: Maybe, may I know he gets? I know I get on his nerves because I I set up his last, but maybe you and him, I think would be a a good match. Yeah,
1: it might be interesting.
0: We gotta holler at Nathan Kelly. seeking we? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. He probably mm-hmm. busy not, but. I think that's I think that's uh, I think that's uh, dope, but it's rare. I don't know nobody who's an expert that's twenty six hundred man. <laughs> w- what kind of training regiments, or you know what I'm saying? Shaolin Temple secrets? You got? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, yeah, man. i you know I, I went up to the mountains and
1: I found this uh, Buddhist monk, and yeah, we, we we're just meditating, doing a lot of
0: practice. Yeah, that that sounds about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> but, sounds about right. <laughs> so. Uh, let, let, Let's have some fun. E4, D4. Which one do you prefer?
1: You know, I've been playing E4, but um, I feel like it's. I think one of the secrets of the top players is mm-hmm. D4 is actually more of an aggressive move. What? You know, yeah, yeah. You might be like, what? Why is why is D4 more mm-hmm. aggressive? Like E4, E5. I can do the King's Gambit. I can do D4. You know, all the stuff. Bishop C4 attacking F7 already. But yeah, after D4, I think it's more aggressive because it's lesser known, I feel like, than E4. So more aggressive in that sense, Um, from a practical uh, sense. Um, It's more aggressive because um, I know myself from experience that whenever I see D4, I'm like, oh man, now I know I have to play chess. If like, if my opponent is like 2,500 and up, I'm gonna have to play some good chess against D4 most likely. Like, usually, you know, you got to know your Nimzo Indian. Um, If you don't like the Nimzo, then it's kind of, you know, a challenge with the opening there. So, recently, I've been trying to mix it up with the Bononi and get my opponents into that territory. But it's always a sharp game. Um, You know, I think I lose probably 50%, if not lower. I mean, if not higher. Um, So, yeah i uh, i think d4 is more aggressive because it's lesser known uh, okay
0: see you're the first person ever told me d4 is more aggressive yeah now let me ask you another one when, when we say d4 you're not a london system player are you
1: no man i hate the london uh over the course of the summer i low-key made this whole uh refutation actually to the london mm. um i was working with uh you know my boy stockfish <laughs> and we're cooking up some good stuff and yeah i found some
0: nice lines against it with stockfish i mean the london is very very popular over the last i'll say four or five years unfortunately
1: unfortunately i but you know that's the problem i think too at the top level um a lot of these players don't experiment with opening ideas really um that's why players like daniel duboff are fan favorites i think um mm-hmm. because You know, players like that, they understand that they might not win every single game because of their opening play. But at the same time, um, players like him and like uh, Nepo too, Nepomniachi, they are willing to experiment in the opening um, for the sake of coming up with new and interesting ideas. Uh, Another name is Levon Aronian. You know, those guys are players I like to follow because they go off the, you know, well-trodden paths.
0: Okay, so you said Nepo, How however you pronounce it. I'm not giving him a chance in hell to beat Magnus. But uh <laughs> what do you think?
1: Uh yeah, of course Magnus is the favorite, but the question is how much? You know I got he...
0: three games. I got Magnus win about three games.
1: Wow, three games.
0: Wow, that's a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean, yeah, definitely it could happen. Um especially in that kind of format where it's just, you know, one v one. Um I think Nepo, he will really, he needs to try to win the first game. Uh, well, not the first game, just be the first person to win. Right. Um, he needs to get Magnus unsettled in that territory. Uh, because actually in 2016, Magnus almost lost the match to Karyakin. Um, yeah. I, I think it was round eight, Karyakin defeated um, Magnus. Uh, I'm pretty sure with the
0: black pieces too and yeah yeah, Magnus was like devastated afterwards and we haven't after uh Magnus won that carry ain't been the same in my opinion since
1: right yeah yeah he hasn't really made too much of a run although he did just uh get second at the World Cup
0: okay okay so tell me more about yourself like what are some of your favorite chess players what are some of your hobbies what do you like to do? And what's a day in the life for a chess player in Florida besides looking at beautiful women? <laughs> Got I that mean, off. that's
1: it right there, man. Just <laughs> checking out chicks all day. <laughs> uh, I, I call it checks and Chicks. Right, right, But, right. But no, uh, for real, it's uh, a day in the life of a chess player in Florida. Well, you know, the thing is pre-COVID times, we didn't even really have too many tournaments here. Um, You had to go down to like Miami or up to Orlando, Uh, both ways are you know, like two hours north and south respectively from where I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, well, Orlando is actually four hours north from where I am. Um, So yeah, it's it's kind of hard to actually get a good game around here. Like I'm probably the highest rated player for miles, which is not great. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's just so, playing online these days. Um
0: uh, like like most people I think. Okay, so give me like for example, like tell me like who is the top player in the state of Florida. Let's talk about some of the Cuban, if you don't mind, chess players. Like when I was growing up, we had uh, a name that I always used to hear seeing uh chess like schoolmates was what Marcel Martinez. Mm-hmm. And that's that's who the what critical uh What was the chess movie can't be yeah i forget the name too i think it was critical thinking or something i mean let's let's just talk about uh that growing up like who are some of the top players what is the cuban influence far as the chess players and you know who Mm -hmm. is like some of the best it could be chess players you saw personally
1: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um that's a really good question because you know after COVID, well with covid going on and everything i don't even know (laughs) is still even around (laughs) like who's the last man you know going to these like i don't know a hundred player tournaments or whatnot um yeah let's see you know i actually played marcel um i Mm -hmm. played him last year and um do you know uh national master martin Hansen? yeah yeah, Facebook friend of mine, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He set up uh these matches last year. Um it was like a leak. And yeah, I played Marcel. And um yeah, he's he's a good player. Is he but still I, strong? Um yeah, I mean he's he's a solid player. I was able to win the match, but he
0: uh is definitely a solid player oh, okay, okay. That that might put some fear in some people, you know, hearing this that want to play you in a match now. You know what I'm saying? You be, known Because I think Marcel Martinez was what, the U.S. when I'm not... I'm a little older than you, but I think when I was coming up, he won the U.S. Junior Championship or something. Oh, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, I, I don't know, it was a player, I think his name was Brucey Lopez or Bruce Lopez. Mm-hmm. Uh... I'm just saying that I remember uh, from uh, Florida down uh, down that way. But yeah. going further, what are some of your goals? Every, when it comes to chess, like that, you are already an mm-hmm. expert. So it's mm-hmm. national master, FIDE. I mean, what is your goals? What do you want to accomplish? It could be uh, streaming. It could be getting titles. It could be YouTubing. Because. <laughs> That's becoming a thing now. A lot of chess players are going to YouTube and uh, making careers for themselves. Like, what does the future hold for Big T when it comes to chess? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question.
1: Um, So, my goal with chess uh, at the start um, was just to become as strong as possible, Um, whether that's, you know, NM, whether that's GM world champion would be awesome (laughs) Um, whatever that may be so I just want to keep on going with it Um, now as far as like streaming and stuff goes I also think it's you know the pandemic has been great in that sense because it's opened up a lot of doors for just players Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah I'm going to keep on going with that you know I hope to grow a nice uh, audience in the future and just share you know this great game that we play uh, I think it's really underrated still, even though it's, uh,
0: popular now. Ever thought about doing YouTube for chess?
1: Yeah, I do have a YouTube channel. I, I haven't done anything on there yet. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's just hard with the, you know, juggling the school life and mm. trying to, you know, do all these streaming and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, um, on Instagram, I've been pretty active recently, um, at why not chess, Mm -hmm. and i've been posting uh you know a bunch of different videos and promoting the game like that
0: okay cool i'm gonna ask you a few more questions and i'm gonna uh you let you go because you know i gotta go watch my lions they they gonna lose to matthew stafford and the rams today (laughs) but i gotta go support matthew Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure
0: end of the year north american open vegas under 2300 set, yeah. You under 21, under 2300 section. For my mm-hmm. opinion, I know players like James County has mm-hmm. uh said he's going, uh, Cameron Tolliver, a strong player for Michigan. Uh, what's is that a tournament in the few? I mean, what what what's next before the year end? What, what's next? There's there's tournaments in Indiana. Shout out to mm-hmm. my boy Bob, he does the uh, the good tournaments, he just had the good Fide tournament a couple weeks ago in Indy, uh nice. charlotte chess center they having tournaments what mm-hmm. is next over the board for you because for me it's just in detroit where i stay it's kind of just like you we're getting small quads mm-hmm. and all that other stuff so i'm finna yeah. get back in the books and probably travel to go play nice. in a tournament so nice. what is next for you and your followers and your fans like what what is next for you
1: um yeah as far as over the board tournaments i'm not too sure there are a couple coming up um again they are kind of you know a drive um let's see you know i think this is uh well this has to do with over the board too um just not my personal journey with it um so i was thinking you know I think with uh, U.S. Chess, they should offer more invitational or not invitational um, GM and IM norm tournaments. I agree um, because I think there are so many players that are you know at a certain level. You might be a national master or even experts too, um, and you want to go further. You want to get those titles. So I think there should be more of those tournaments because there are a lot of these open tournaments which are pretty cool but a lot of times when you go to them you you know half of the field that you play against is like you know 18 1700s it's, it's not really competition that is too challenging.
0: I'm, I'm glad you said that somebody a long time ago said, not listed his idea mm-hmm. the USCF should be able to give, the grand, listen to this the grand master and the international master title only in the United States. Mm. And this is how they explain it to me. You can be a United States GM, or I am. Mm-hmm. Give that title. And if you go play in the FIDE tournament, they shouldn't recognize it because what he said is a lot of FIDE players come to the United States mm-hmm. to play in our tournaments, North American Open, World Open, all other stuff. But that right. average player, 22, 23, 2400, really going overseas chasing a FIDE title if it's not, you know, what do you think about that idea? Should the USC USCF just be able to make somebody an American, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that idea. <clears throat> um, So how would that look like with uh, like norms and, you know, stuff like that?
0: I don't know. I mean, it's just a conversation. Like, for example, I, I'll use you. Example, just say you got to mm-hmm. 2450, right? Yeah, you can be 2450 with no, I mean, you'll be a national master, but you could be 2450 mm-hmm. with no title. And what the person was saying is, majority of the folks that get that high, you know, mm-hmm. they coaching, you know, lessons that's how they make their money. Who, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about that idea? Hey, you could be just a GM in America. And some people may be okay with that because most people just play chess in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I really like that idea because, you know, a lot of tournaments in well, there's so many tur- uh, tournaments in Europe. Um, and they kind of just like nonchalantly offer, you know, GM norms and IM norms and stuff. So, why not have that here too? Um, yeah. That would be so cool because I do believe that America is one of the strongest chess countries in the world, if not the strongest now, actually, because we just got Aronian too. Um, So now we have Fabi, Naka, Aronian, uh, Wesley, Dominguez, uh, Dominguez, Shankland. Uh, Yeah, the list just goes on. Uh, So many talented young players as well. And I think it could be, you know, 10 times bigger. If they offer, you know, GMIM norm tournaments too more often.
0: Sweet. Well, you, I so finally you. get to agree on something. So, I pre-listen. I'll be honest with you. I really, really appreciate you coming on this platform, uh, kicking it with me. I really do. I uh, try to keep it up. I try to support everybody I can uh, in the chess world because you know we're a big but a small community. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're uh small to the world but we're big to our community before right. i let you go do you want to uh tell the listeners you know anything what you have coming up it could you know what i'm saying just yeah anything the floor is yours
1: yeah for sure thank you um yeah likewise man it's been a pleasure to be on this podcast uh, thank you so much for inviting me no problem um so yeah um if you guys want to give me a follow on twitch it's uh at why not chess um and yeah i've been growing my stream on there getting into that and uh
0: i've also been working on have you heard of nfts you don't don't laugh the last time i heard of that was when tory Lanez put out his cd
1: yeah I heard, yeah i heard
0: that's how he did his cd you have to explain it to me go ahead yeah
1: so nfts you know a lot of people are like what the heck is an nft um so it stands for non-fungible token which doesn't help the definition at all uh so basically i like to explain it to people like this it's like digital pokemon cards or digital collectibles okay um so it's just like the 21st century way of baseball cards essentially okay so I created um, a bunch of chess NFTs uh, or chess digital collectibles mm-hmm. uh, called the Chessmates. Um, so right. that is a project that I'm really excited on, um, and yeah, I'm going to be dropping those pretty soon. A couple of them, the first two are already up, but I will be dropping those.
0: Uh, the rest. How of much? How people. much uh, are they to purchase?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so the thing is with NFTs, usually they have different levels of uh, rarity. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the chest mates, I think I have three different uh, rarity levels. So a common um, chest mate is only going well, I do auctions and stuff, and I think I have a buy it now option as well. But it's uh, the starting bit is like 10 bucks for okay. the common. Um, for like a legendary NFT, it's like uh, 50 bucks. Okay,
0: I'm gonna take you. You have to send me, send me the link or somebody. You know, I support when I can.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome, man. Uh, yeah, most yeah. definitely, I, I could do that. anything else. Uh, no, I, again, I just really appreciate being on here. Um, it's been great to hear what's going on in Detroit a little bit, and uh, yeah, just oh,
0: the, and most definitely, you gonna get a uh, you gonna get a message from Nathan Kelly if it's on Facebook, Instagram. He's sweet. gonna hit you up after hearing this, trying to set up a match for you. Yeah,
1: I'm looking for uh you know hungry lion <laughs> uh ready to rumble in you
0: know the cage again. But that twenty six hundred man, that 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 twenty six hundred man lead chest don't scare a lot of uh, uh, a lot of players off, but <laughs> you
1: know, it's interesting. I'm not sure if you have this dilemma too these days, mm-hmm. but not having played in tournaments for almost two years now, like real tournaments. And for uh, you to improve. Yeah, for me to improve i've noticed that like i still have the love for the game of course i don't think that will ever really go away but as far as the motivation goes it's like you know get my highest rating on lead chess this year was 2663 Ooh. and i was like oh man so i reached this level this is awesome but where do i go from here like i want to get to 2800 plus but i soon after i got to 2663 for some reason that day i continued playing and i dropped like 130 rating points um so a lot of times i have those swings and i feel like the main reason that i have those swings um in the rating is because i'm just not really into it anymore like i get there and i'm like yeah but the thing is this is not a real title so, you know, it'd be really cool if like USCF um, online titles. Yeah, yeah. They do have online titles, I think, but I mean like online that count for over the
0: board as well. I think like a mix, yeah, kind I'm of. I'm have to I'm have to bring you back with some other folks because we had this conversation. I think with the pandemic happening, I think online chess is here to stay. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just be honest with you, I believe. It made a lot of chess players lazy, meaning that they could play laptop, mm-hmm. desktop, desktop. And I think right. for the USCF to over the board will always be there, but they're going to have to find a niche to support the over the board, I mean, online chess players, because you don't need a membership, a USCF membership to play in the Lee Chess Arena. Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. and that's an untapped market that I think they're going to have to do something. So I I think that's probably going to come down the line. I don't know how they're going to figure it out, but I I believe you you could see, you could see that happening. Yeah, for sure. I think
1: one of the main things that's holding USCF back from, you know, looking into it more is cheaters. Um, There are so many cheaters on, you know, these different chess websites nowadays, like, to the point where you don't even want to play like a rap, uh, rapid game now. It's just Blitz or Bullet. Right. Um, it, like, I, I remember being on Chess.com a few months ago, and I was trying to play some... Or actually, no, it was Lead Chess. I was playing like 50 rapid games or something a week, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't know, 10% of my opponents, maybe, were cheaters. And, you know, it's just... Discouraging whenever you get a cheater, so yeah. If USCF could come up with a cool system, um, you know, team up with chess.com or lead chess, um, then that would be really cool. I think it, it I agree with you, it's a non tap market.
0: Cheating on somebody on lead chess or chess.com is like robbing somebody for a million dollars of monopoly money,
1: you're yeah, playing ex-
0: yourself <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, nice. I don't want to. I'm you know, I'm I'm a, if, if I'ma say this. I wanna bring you back. I'm gonna bring you back. I want to bring you back i want to get JJ Lane and some other guys and I'm I I wanna discuss this. Uh mm-hmm. if if you okay with it, I'm giving you the invite. And I'm gonna bring I wanna yeah, bring you sure. back. We can discuss this because I think that's a, <clears throat> we need to have the future of you know what I'm saying, online uh check. It's it's, it's yeah. popping and it's popular. But I'm not gonna waste your time. I appreciate it. Man, God bless yep. Be safe, enjoy your day, man
1: Thanks uh, a lot, man You mind if I call you Big uh, D? Uh,
0: pause You're going to have to No, you can't Yeah, I
1: thought about it after I said it Actually
0: No, we're we not Little going gone. like that Yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah, yeah um, But it's all good, man And I, I appreciate it, man And I'm going to support you Send me that link uh for the nfts and uh, that was work yeah that's cool yeah that's that's cool because my last name wilder that's 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 what everybody called or uh wilder i don't know so
1: i was like coming up with cool nicknames you know d wild d wild (laughs) man yeah d wild i like that
0: yeah 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 all that's that's good man send me the links for your nfts for Uh, sure like i said man god bless i look god bless you too to working with you on something in the future. I wish you much success in your chess career. And likewise, man. I'm finna go watch the uh, Lions take it in the face, man. I'm out. Enjoy that, man.
1: Enjoy that beatdown. And thank you you very much for having me.
0: Yes, sir.